Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your online resource for parenting complex kids. And we are here today with a fellow coach and traveler, Abigail Wirth. Welcome, Abigail. Hey, Elaine. How's it going? It's great. It's good to have you here. I'm glad you're here. Me too. So let me tell you all a little bit about Abigail and what we're going to talk about today. Abigail is a performance and productivity coach for entrepreneurs and professionals who are impacted by ADHD. So basically, she works with adults with ADHD around workplace issues. She also works with college and and graduate students to help them finish degrees in a timely manner. So a lot of productivity of focus here. She's written a book, Forget Perfect, How to Succeed in Your Profession and Personal Life, Even If You Have ADHD. And she hosts a a podcast, Survive and Thrive, Managing Life with Adult ADHD. She, as I say, she's a certified coach. She's been trained in life coaching, business coaching, ADHD coaching, ADHD couple coaching, and creativity coaching. (laughs) So cool is that? Um, And today we are going to talk about being pulled between work and kids with ADHD. And she's got a really particularly excellent strategy to offer everybody and talk about today. So welcome. I'm thrilled you're here. Oh, me too, Elaine. And let's talk about what, what happens when we adults with ADD are pulled between our work and our kids with ADD, and what do you suggest we do about it? Well, the thing is, is that work is hard for people with ADHD. I mean, just some of the very basic things like getting your work done, getting started on tasks, completing tasks in a timely manner, getting to work on time. All these things are difficult for people with ADHD. And then if you add into that the responsibilities of having a child who may need extra attention, there can be a real push-pull about being at work and being fully present for work and also being full and present with your child. Right. Right. So it's both. It's like you got all this stuff to do. It's hard enough, mm-hmm. right, to be, in, to be in the office, to get there, to do the work. And then the, pho- the, the phone rings and the school calls. Yep. Right. Exactly. And you need to do something or you have to take action or you have some emails you now have to write or phone calls you have to make or maybe even a drive you have to take. Right. (laughs) Right. So what are some options? How do parents deal with that? Well, one of the things um, I suggest is you work on what I call a credibility bank. And it's just like any bank account that you withdraw and deposit. And what 
building credibility at work does with your colleagues and your supervisors is it gives you some wiggle room. So sometimes people misunderstand this and think that building credibility is by doing what's expected of you. That's your job. That's already <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. So building, depositing into the credibility bank is sort of be going beyond the call of duty so that you're really seen at work as someone who's eager and productive so that when there are times that you are called away, when something does happen, everyone knows you're a team player and that you, you push yourself to be a part of the group so that they're going to be a little bit more lenient about you leaving. So you always want to try to get ahead on the credibility of doing extra things so that when you do have an emergency, you have a little bandwidth. Another thing to do with that. So before we, before you go on to that, can I just, because I want to tell you what's coming up for me as an adult mm -hmm. with ADD myself is, all right, but I'm already having a hard enough time just getting my work done. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, how do so, I take, I really, so you're saying do more. How do I do more? I do more in your areas of strength, not your areas of weakness. Okay. So say really more. focus in on what you contribute individually that no one else contributes or very few people contribute and really push that aspect of yourself. Because what happens is we do, I mean, work is really hard. There's not, uh, it's, you know, actually 30% of people with ADHD who are adults are entrepreneurs. And part of that reason is because it's really hard for them to work for other people right. and have the flexibility. I mean, you know, the national average is 14% of adults, but ADHD, it's over 30. That's really funny. As, yeah. as two ADHD adults sitting here who are both entrepreneurs, that makes yes. perfect sense to me. Right? <laughs> Exactly. So say a little bit more about your area of strength. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people affected by ADHD have strengths such as they're often really good idea producers, mm -hmm. um, creative. When they do get excited about something, they can go really full throttle. Mm -hmm. So try to find things that work that excite you and interest you. And, you know, try to position yourself to be able to contribute just a little bit more than what you might. What happens a lot with people affected by ADHD is we think anything we struggle with has more value because we see other people being able to do it and we think, well, that must be the really important stuff. So it's not necessarily important because it's hard. It's important actually if we're good at it. Right, exactly. And I've just noticed, and myself included, that I always pursue the things that are super hard for me. And what happens is it's not going to put me in the best light. Mm -hmm. So if I can, while I'm at work, do what I'm supposed to do, plus try to add where I can add my own uniqueness, you know, I develop better relationships with my coworkers and with my supervisors. And the deeper you can make that relationship, the more likelihood that you'll get some leeway for things. Well, you know, what jumps out at me as you're saying that is, is, is actually that relationship. A lot of people with it, I mean, some adults with ADD and, and some of these related issues definitely have some social skill issues. Yes. So that may not be an area of strength for everybody. But for many, it is that there's this sort of affable, social, playful, yeah. lightheartedness that, that can make an office environment magic. Exactly. And that's right. something that is contributing beyond the call of duty. Right. And that is putting things into, you know, that, that is depositing instead of withdrawing because the other side of that is we can be sometimes quick tempered or easily impatient. And, you know, and that's when we're withdrawing from that bank account. Mm -hmm. So we always want to try to be aware of am I withdrawing or depositing and right. try to push the depositing. 
That's yeah. a, such a, a great concept. And because sometimes we withdraw things and it's, just, you know, if it's a kid related issue, it's beyond our control, mm-hmm. right? It's not like we can, we can stop that from happening. We have to deal with whatever's coming up. But exactly. It's, sort of, it's almost like a seesaw, right? It's creating a, a balance. Yeah. And the thing is, because we struggle, I think we almost have to, you know, take that seesaw and um, really almost work to overend it on one end when we have the opportunity, because we're going to overend it on the other end when something goes wrong. Right. But, you know, I remember years ago, Dr. Barkley saying that, that adults with ADD don't usually struggle. They don't usually lose their job for poor performance or not turning in something on time. They, use their, they lose their jobs for emotional outbursts, for being yes. irascible, for the temper issues. They, that and also not realizing that they have to play by the rules that everyone else plays by. Ah. In the sense of, for example, let's look at lateness. I've had clients who were fired for lateness, but it's not that they didn't work enough hours, right? but they struggled to get to work on time. So then they work late and they think that by working late is the equivalent or makes up for the time that they were late in the morning. And what they don't understand is that there's sort of a social contract with you, your coworkers and your employer about when you're supposed to be at work, unless it's a flexible work schedule. So, so coming in late and, and staying late doesn't actually mean the same thing. So, but what, here's what's interesting is what you're saying. And I, I totally get it. I never thought about it this way. But, and my bet is that by staying late, they think they're contributing to the bank. Yep. Right? So I, I rationalize in my own head that I'm giving more here so that I can take later. But that, that one rule you're saying is not a flexible one. If it's, it's not flexible and in your work environment. So if you have to be there at eight and you get in at 10, but you stay till eight, that's not the same as getting there at eight in the morning on time and then adding extra time in the end. Right. You know, those are, those are, it's subtle, but those are really big differences in terms of, you know, your colleagues, you know, they want to be on your team. And if they feel you're getting away with something that they're not getting away with, that creates some social unrest. And if your supervisor is someone who's firm, if that's an important issue to your supervisor, it needs to be an important issue to you. Right. Well, so the two things that jump out at me as you're saying this, one is knowing what is important to your Mm -hmm. supervisor and really knowing what their values are so that you can pay attention there. And the other thing I was noticing is that this is sort of a, this is a pretty typical issue in the workplace for people who do and don't have kids anyway. Yes. Right. So this is not just a complex kids issue. This is a, you know, those who have, who have kids and those who don't. It's just magnified when you add complex kids to the mix. Definitely. I mean, whether you have complex kids or let's say you have complex kids and you have an aging parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets even more complicated. And, you know, as our lives go on, it seems to me they only get more complicated for a long mm-hmm. time. And so we have to sort of operate in an anticipatory manner for the times when we will need to be withdrawing from that bank account to be, you know, to be depositing. I mean, uh, Ned Hallowell, the author and psychiatrist says, you know, people with ADHD in terms of time have now and not now. Right. Yeah. And we have to think about always about that not now, even though it's not a natural inclination to us. So not now may be a time when I have to leave work early tomorrow. So what can I do today? to position myself based on the values of my coworkers and my employer that will help me have that flexibility. 
So, so you do a lot of work with, with, with productivity and performance. Mm-hmm. So, so let's take this to the next step. If the notion yeah. is that we're going to contribute to the bank, right? Mm-hmm. To the, what's the word you use for it? Credibility bank. Credibility bank, right? If we want to contribute to the credibility bank, and we know that planning ahead may not be a great strength area of ours, so how, what's the next step in the process? How do we actually get from, I want to build my credibility bank, to how do I do that? I think it's looking for openings and opportunities at the workplace where you see there's something more you could do and just make it a habit to look for those openings because you never know when you're going to need to withdraw. So if you're always looking for opportunity, and let's say you are working on a project that's really in your sweet spot, that's the time to really crank it and really push forward as much as you can because it's easier for you to build the credibility when it's something that's in your sweet spot, Mm -hmm. you know, and that can be, you know, getting things in ahead of time. That can be being able to help your coworkers or your boss with something that they're struggling with. If it's something that you feel you're good at, you know, offer your services. And I think there's also just something about always being and presenting yourself in an eager, productive manner. Mm-hmm. You know, really, because people are watching you all the time, not just when you're talking. So I'm hearing you. Part of me is like, yes, yes. And the other part of me has this, I know the gremlins that are coming up for people. Yeah. So I want to, I also want to say, this is not about making you paranoid. Oh, no. This is not about like saying you're not doing enough. Like, because I know as adults with ADD, we've all got these other scripts that are going on mm-hmm. too, right? We're yes. So, well, I'm already on, on a thin thin ice, I'm already. Mm-hmm. And so what I think you're suggesting is to, to think in terms of this, to begin to look in the mindset of shifting mm-hmm. how you're engaging in the office. But the, this is not an invitation to beat yourself up for what you're not doing. And I just oh, not at all. say that clearly. <laughs> oh, yes. No, that's very good you said that because, I mean, I'm very much against that J word, meaning judgment. Yeah. We really judge ourselves. And I see this not so much as looking at what I'm not doing because, I mean, I struggle this, with this myself but really look at what, is, what are opportunities that present themselves. And if they do present themselves, is it a good one to take advantage of? And it's not just good that it'll bring me credibility, but it's good in the sense that I feel good about doing it. Yeah. Well, and what it, what I'm laughing because I know so many parents, who, particularly parents of teenagers who start working with us, part of what they want is for the kids to have this kind of an attitude, mm-hmm. sort of an eager, I'm willing to help, I need, I'll do what needs to be done kind of an attitude. Yep. And we look at our kids and we worry if, that they're not going to make it because they don't have it. And yet, really, we can model that by doing that in our own work. No, I absolutely think so. I mean, I think that, you know, you can model at home how to, you know, in your attitude that you express about work, it will model to your kids and how they experience work. Absolutely. The kids don't take after the neighbors. I mean, <laughs> they take, you know, they take after you. Yeah, for better and worse. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. So let's take a break for a minute because believe it or not, we're, we're, we're well into it and we only have a few minutes left. So I want to stop and give people a chance to find out more about you. If people are interested in getting, getting some, some guidance or more information about workplace issues for adults with ADD, where can they find you? They can go to abigailwerf.com and my last name spelled W-U-R-F as in Frank, like surf, but with a W. Love that, abigailwerf.com. And on your website, there, I know you said you have some free gifts and you have a podcast and a book so they can get some more resources there. If they, yeah. They love what you're saying and want more. 
Yep. And I have a, a blog going on. I have free gifts and I have a podcast. Super. Yep. Yeah. And, and a really good email market, email uh, newsletter presence mm -hmm. as well. So, oh yes. Um, okay. So let's, let's wrap it up. What are some sort of maybe not takeaways, but what are your final sort of bits of thoughts of advice around this? Well, something we didn't, Go ahead. Something we didn't talk about that I also found helpful with my families is that, you know, not only are you looking off for opportunities at work, but if, you, if you're a couple, you're also looking for opportunities to trade between each parent. So if one parent's going to have a tough work week, have the other parent be on call. Yeah. You know, so that that person, the, other, the one that's having the tough work week can have the freedom to try to push a little bit further that week. You know, what's coming up for me, Abigail, is there's a, there's a concept in the coaching world that we work with that is called the designed alliance. Mm -hmm. The notion is to design the relationships instead of assuming that we all know what we're doing together. It's actually saying, here's what you, you can count on me for, and this is what I need from you. There's right. on our website on Impact ADHD about designing an alliance. And you can do it with your kids. It's a really powerful tool, but you can mm -hmm. also do it in the workplace with your supervisors and with your colleagues. And so it's not just, as you say, building the credibility bank, but then it's sort of communicating about it. It's like, yes. you can count on me to go the extra mile, to be here, to, to cheerlead, to, you know, proofread, whatever it is. And what I need from you, what I want from you, and you might say this to a supervisor, is there are going to be times I have a kid with complex issues. There are going to be times where I may need a little extra time. Exactly. And I think you don't lead with it. I think you lead with the opportunity you're offering first, just exactly. like you did. The gift. And then give the gift first yep. and then follow up with, you know, what would be helpful for you. Right. Right. And it's a phenomenal strategy with partners, with kids, mm -hmm. with colleagues to really clarify communication very openly because we have this tendency to make assumptions that people know what we're thinking. And in fact, most of us really aren't mind readers. No, actually, I, I've yet to meet any successful mind readers 100% of the time. And, you know, we all have our own point of view. Right. And that causes blind spots about other people. Right. Great. Okay. So the bottom line here to when you're pulled between work and kids with ADHD is to, to think in terms of building a credibility bank. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And, and to really shift your awareness, shift your behaviors, partner at home. Anything else we missed? Just that this takes practice. It's not natural. And, you know, the thing is you get on the horse each day and some days you're going to fall off the horse. And that just means you get back up the next day. Brilliant. Love that. Yes. Prepare to try it, have it not work, tweak it, change it, try mm -hmm. it again, and set reasonable expectations for us as well as for our kids on that. Definitely. Beautiful. Great. Well, Abigail, thank you. This has been fascinating and, and, and I loved it. Great conversation. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Elaine, and your great questions. Uh -huh. And to everybody else who's listening in, thanks for tuning in to this conversation about being pulled between work and kids with ADHD. And uh, check out impactadhd.com for more resources, videos, podcasts, audios, art articles, um, a whole slew of information about how to take a coach approach with parenting complex kids. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your commitment to yourself and your kids. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. 
If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.